everybody. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and we have got a fun little episode for you tonight. I know you've heard me say that before, but this time, damn it, I mean it. I am joined to my left by the once bitten and twice shy, my lovely wife, Leah. How you doing, babe? Well, talk about being bitten. I just had some Spirits of the Apocalypse Walking Dead bourbon. And oh my gosh, as soon as that stuff touched my lips, I felt like my whole mouth was on fire. It was crazy. I've had it on the show before. It's a, it's a, it's a really good mixing bourbon. It is not something you drink straight. Well, I, it says Kentucky straight bourbon. I interpreted that as meaning I needed to drink it straight. So that's what I did. And now my mouth is on fire. I'm so. sorry. I'm sorry. You but know. I'm very excited about The Walking Dead right now. I've got a rejuvenated um, love of The Walking Dead with news of what's to come. Um, they announced who was going to play Lucille next season. Uh, I know. Wife. I told you that. I know. And I'm very excited about it. And she was just Instagramming about it today. So anyway, I wanted to try The Walking Dead bourbon because of that. Well, and guess what, what? It hurts. <laughs> we know what Lee is drinking. Uh, Jeffrey, my friend... How are you and what's in your glass? I am getting accosted by Alexa. I don't know what happened here. Um, I am actually cracking up a bottle I just bought at the store because I wanted to try it out. And it is the Legion, also a Kentucky straight, which I did not uh, assume meant to be drank straight. <laughs> However, I am. And I'm not so sure about it. I've um, never even heard of that. So this is actually a uh, collaboration bottle that was made by Fred No and Shinji Fukuyu, Fukuyo. Ooh, fun. Uh, from, I believe, Jim Beam and uh, the Hibiki. Oh, Hibiki's good. It is. Jim Beam's uh, actually not bad either. It's not bad. I mean, they certainly have their... Uh, they're good ones, but this is interesting. It was finished on wine and sherry casks. Ooh, that, save some of that for me. I, I want to try that. Uh, yeah, I will <laughs> save it for some for you, that's for sure. We'll see by the end of this class how I feel about it. <laughs> so uh, I uh, I have gone back to one of my favorite bourbons. This is one of my daily drinkers, um, if I drink daily. I actually don't drink daily. I only pretty much at this point only drink who are on the podcast, so four or five nights a week. Um this right here is the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked store pick from Davidoff right here in Tampa, the Corona Cigar Company. And I love the Double Oaked and this particular store pick. Um, it drinks almost like a scotch because it has a really, really thick pine taste to it. But it's so good. And uh, this is, if you guys can't tell, a rather full glass tonight. Ooh. So this will get me through the first round and then... Uh, We'll see how the rest of the night goes, but let's head on out to Fayetteville, North Carolina. We had them on our show a few weeks ago. Everyone enjoyed it, and we have welcomed them back. Tim, sir, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I have tomorrow off. I'm looking down the barrel of a three-day weekend, and I'm uh, ready to have a good time. What's in your glass? Um, I, well, I don't have a glass. I just have a bottle. Uh, I am drinking the Stone Cosmic Runestone IPA. It's one of their, they do like a quarterly IPA sampler pack, and it's oh. one of the ones that came in the current one. 
Is that a local brewery? Or is it a, I mean, I'm not familiar with them. No, Stone is actually one of the bigger craft breweries out of San Diego. Okay. I don't think I've ever had anything by them before. Jeff, have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. They're so, mostly known for their IPAs. Yeah. I think I've, that's the one I remember is their uh, just their Stone IPA. Yeah, I've got some of that in the fridge. Uh, they also have one that the first time I tried them was the Arrogant Bastard IPA. Okay, I've had that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the same people who make that. You would, Tim. Well, yeah, the first line on the description hooked me. <laughs> well, we heard her in the background there, Karen. How you doing? Oh, I'm always up to snippet Tim's little remarks. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Having a good old time. So... Leah and I have been following along on your Marital Tiffs podcast, and you guys have some uh, some news. What's what's going on? Tell our listeners what's going on in your world. So I have nothing in my glass because I am pregnant. Yep. Yeah. And we just hit the 20-week mark. and With four, our first. With our first. Aw. Um, so we recently actually modeled one of our episodes after one of your other podcasts. And right. we did our own boozy bracketology without for, the booze. Yes, for <laughs> baby names, because that's apparently the only way we're going to be able to agree <laughs> on a name. So, <laughs> and, we, and the fun part is, like, the name that we're mostly considering at this point, um, I don't know how much we're putting out there, but... So, I don't want to spoil it, because I would love oh, no. for you guys to put in your input as well into the names that we chose and we'll definitely have our little bracket that we made so that people can like agree or disagree and follow along with us if you happen to go and listen but we ended up with a name that that was very surprising so yeah that's it awesome was, it was pretty fun that's awesome boy or girl it is a boy yep <laughs> so we great. went into all of our favorite like properties like supernatural and doctor who and a lot of different things and we picked boy names that we not necessarily liked, but that were characters that we liked and we put, we pitted them against each other. Did Castiel make the list? No, because we don't want to screw our kid up. We did have Sam and Dean on there though. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No Crowley then either. No. (laughs) We avoided any names that were like, scarring potentially for this poor child who's mostly. done nothing wrong <laughs> mostly avoided mostly, those names yeah. we did have we did have kylo on there so you know oh lord please <laughs> but thanks for having us back on yeah it was a lot of fun last time i'm gonna get a win this time that's the only reason you're here so i can get a win Uh-oh. we're gonna retain our championship. <laughs> hey i will be fine as long as i don't have to win on the university of michigan again <laughs> All right, Leah, you are our quiz master tonight. Tell us what we're in store for. Okay, so we have our standard game. We've got four rounds of trivia with a pregame, a halftime, and a final. Um, I'll kind of go into the scoring when it comes to each round, um, and it's going to be Chris and Jeff versus Tim and Karen. Um, Are you guys ready for our pregame? Let's do it. All right. Let's go. So our pregame, every correct answer is going to be worth two points for this pregame and um there are going to be six questions but each team is only going to get three we're just going to alternate back and forth um and only one person on your team is going to answer each question too so i'm going to kind of put you on the spot when it comes to your question 
Um, and the category for our pregame is Rivalry Week. So competitions between rival schools are a long-standing tradition in college football. I'm going to give you a top rivalry in college football, and you are going to tell me which team has the winning record as of 2019. So we're going to alternate between the two teams, or the two, yeah, our two teams tonight. Um, and Jeff, you're going to get the first matchup. So Jeff, your matchup is Oklahoma versus Texas. Who do you think has the winning record? Ooh. Uh, man, this is one I don't know that well, even though I lived in Oklahoma for a little while. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the team that I think has had the longer, uh, run of wins and go with Texas. Okay. Jeff locks in with Texas and Texas, Texas is correct. They have won 62 games and Oklahoma has only won 48. So nice job. All right, Tim, you are next. Your matchup is USC versus Notre Dame. Oh, I am going to say Notre Dame in that one. Okay, Tim says Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is correct. They have won 47 games, and USC has only won 36. Nice job. All right, Chris, your matchup is Georgia versus Florida. Oh, the world's largest cocktail party. Um, Sadly, the game this year did not have the outcome that a lot of us wanted it to have. Um, Yeah, I know. I know. Karen disagrees. That's why I said a lot of us. The (laughs) University of Florida is one of the most hated schools in college football. Oh, Um, boo, hiss. We've been around half as long as you and have the same amount of national championships. I don't think you can talk right now. (laughs) (laughs) I say that we've won two games all season. I'm sassy today. We're we're terrible. It's so real today. We're a terrible team this year. Uh, No, I'm going Georgia. (laughs) All right, Georgia is correct. Georgia has won 53 games, and Florida has won 43. It's a nice job. Sorry, Karen. They won this last time, so, you know. Recency bias. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Karen, your matchup is Miami versus Florida State University. Well, Florida State isn't that great. It's not that great. It's not a good team. And it's not just my own bias saying that. Miami... (sighs) I also feel is not that memorable though. Into like I, I'm just I have no idea what I'm saying because I'm not a sports person. I follow Florida Gators out of obligation purely to where I was born. Uh, I, I'll say Florida State. Good. Use your aggressive feelings, boy. <laughs> Let the heat flow through you. Are we gonna get sued for using that now? Yeah. I like how you just have that save. <laughs> I was like, why are you putting your hand up at me to not talk? Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Uh-oh. Turn it off. I don't need George Lucas suing us or whoever. It's Disney. Disney. Yeah. Disney. Whoever it is no, now. I definitely only Disney. Don't need, I definitely don't need Disney They just reported us. like $6.2 billion in losses, so they're definitely going to sue us. They want our $18 bank accounts. Yeah. All right, what's the answer? Okay, so the correct answer is Miami. Miami has won 34 of the last matchups, and uh, Florida State has only won 30. 
Yep. So it's an actually a pretty close one. It's closer than Florida, Florida State, unfortunately. Yeah. That was also on here, but I decided to nix it. Um, okay, and so everyone has gone once. So on team, uh, Chris and Jeff, who do you want to answer your last question? Jeffrey, take it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jeff. I, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> uh, you're, um, you're probably going to take it in a nice um, <laughs> plaid suit or something like that because your matchup is going to be Harvard versus Yale. I can be dressed in whatever you people want me to be dressed in. <laughs> uh, Only when I close my eyes. <laughs> Harvard versus Yale. I just assume uh, I think, they wear plaid. I don't know. I think I have to go with the team that I think has had more NFL players and go with Harvard. You're just thinking of Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I can't think of any Yale players. You're right. <laughs> That's a valid point. <laughs> okay, so the Crimson the Bulldogs... Um, have played a lot because they are some of the earliest uh, football teams, I guess. Um, but the correct answer is Yale. Yale has won 68 Ugh. of their games, and Harvard has won 60. And then oh, they've okay. had eight ties. So they've been playing for like, I don't know, 116 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Crazy. that's the oldest rivalry. It's one of them, yeah. Probably should have known it, huh? Well, now you do. Yeah. All right. And then Tim and Karen, who wants to take your last question? Well, given the fact that I host a sports podcast, I think I'm going to take this one. <laughs> All right. I think that's a good call. No pressure here. All right. So, yeah. you, so your matchup is California versus Stanford. Ooh. I honestly thought you were going to give me Ohio State, Michigan, just so that I'd have to answer Michigan. Um, <laughs> I was hoping, actually. We're, we're not going to beat this joke into the ground. But, but, um,. Let's see. Stanford's had more recent success. Um, I'm going to go with Stanford. All right. So the correct answer is Stanford. Very nice. All right. So coming out of, oh, they've had 64 wins. California's only had 47. So it's a pretty significant difference. So after our pregame round, I have each team with four points. Woohoo! Yay, all tied up. Okay, so now we're going to go into our regular game of trivia. Um, each cat or each round is going to have kind of fall into an umbrella of a category. So I'll give you the category um, at the beginning of the round, and then there's like subcategories for each question. Um, and then everyone's going to answer the questions. So when you're when, after I'm done reading the question, once your team thinks that they may know the answer, you can go ahead and say locked in, and then that'll give the other team an opportunity to talk out their answer and come up with what they think is the correct answer. Uh, so in round one, uh, your category is North American Facts. Um, and your first uh, subcategory is in geography. Woohoo! Yeah! Uh, what is the name given to a river, a gulf, an estuary and a seaway located near the Great Lakes in North America. We'll go ahead and lock in. Okay, Tim and Karen are locked in, so that means Jeff and Chris, you guys get to talk it out. So, Jeff, this is North American, which is not necessarily United States. Um, right. So it's it's a bay, a river. What else? Uh, what is the name given to a river, a gulf, an estuary, and a seaway? 
Okay, there's two that come to mind. Um, I'm, The St. Lawrence River sounds right. It's in Canada. It runs through Canada. I don't know about a, a gulf. The other is uh, Hudson, but I know there's Hudson Bay. What are you thinking? I wish I had an idea. I mean, I definitely hold this heart of St. Lawrence River. Um, but, man, I don't know anything about Canada. I mean, I'm comfortable going with it. You came up with it pretty fast, so it must have hit something in there. It hit something because there's multiple things in Canada named after it. I just can't name anything other than the river. Um, yeah. But that, that's my best guess because I don't think it's Hudson because I think there's Hudson Bay, and she would have said Bay if it was yeah, Hudson for anything. Sure. So we'll go St. Lawrence. Okay, Chris and Jeff lock in with St. Lawrence. Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? So we went with the uh, the other one. We locked in with the Hudson. Okay, so Tim and Karen locked in with Hudson. Uh, the correct answer is St. Lawrence. <laughs> nice job, guys. Nice pull. Nicely done. <sighs> yeah, I never. I wasn't actually quite sure what an estuary even was, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun facts that all of these things are all named St. Lawrence and they're all related to each other. Like it's like the river runs into the the gulf and the seaway is kind of goes out this way, but it's all like interconnected. It's all so, it's all interconnected. Yeah. It's all just it's all north of uh it's, I think it's around like Toronto. Yeah, it starts in the Great Lakes and then it kind yeah. of runs eastern, yeah. I guess. All right, so nice job. So Chris and Jeff pick up 10 points for that. Oh yeah, each correct question is or answer is worth 10 points. Unless otherwise specified. Okay, so category two is Deck the Halls. Mm. Having dark, thorny-leaved foliage and red berries, what is the official state tree of Delaware? You should have called this President Elect the Halls. Because he's from Delaware. I didn't even know that, so fun facts. He's actually from Scranton, but he was the senator from Delaware. Oh, really? Can you repeat the, the type of the tree again? Having dark, thorny-leaved foliage and red berries, what is the official state tree of Delaware? Jeff, I'm good with that. I I don't know anything about trees. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. We can lock okay. in. <laughs> okay, so Tim and Karen, you guys can talk out loud. Okay, so my initial thought would just be mistletoe, but I don't know that that's a... Tr- is that a tree? So it does grow... It does grow off of trees. Okay. I know for sure, because like my... It grows actually here, and every year my dad like cuts down right. some is and it, like puts it in the house. Is mistletoe but, part of a a bigger tree? I don't know if it's like I feel like mistletoe is like a a pest like that grows and latches onto other trees and then like takes over its that tree. Mm-hmm. But I, so I don't think it's a tree because I feel like that would have been that would be like common knowledge. But obviously, my my thought is that it is a fir tree, given the thought. But I but that's like a broad category that's not specific. So right. some type of fir, I think. Well, the only type of fir I know is Douglas. <laughs> no, it's not like it. Just the only reason I think fir is because she said deck the halls. Right. And also, or holly. Is holly a tree? Uh, I'm not sure, but that would kind of fall with the deck the halls category. 
the holly tree. Maybe. It might be a tree. I don't know if it's a tree or like a bushy thing. Yeah. We can go with holly. That's fine. Okay. We'll, we'll lock in with holly. Okay. Tim and Karen say holly. Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? We also locked in with holly. Okay. Also called Christmas holly or evergreen holly, American holly is regarded as one of Delaware's most important forest trees. So that is the correct answer. I'm taking Yay. holly. Nicely done. I did not, for the life of me, did not put that clue into context Deck at all. the halls with <laughs> Well, I figured this was a hard one, so I was like, maybe I'll give them a little clue in the subtitle. Like, in my head, I'm going, sycamore? <laughs> <laughs> Deck the halls with boughs of sycamore. Fa-la-la-la-la. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, 10 points for everyone. Great job. And now we all feel a little bit more in the holiday spirit. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) As we have like Christmas trees all up in our house already. Yes, we do. Um, Okay, so question number three, your subcategory is in history. What two U.S. states both joined the Union on November 2nd, 1889, due to some negotiations between the Sioux Indians and the incoming Republican President Benjamin Harrison? I need both states. We'll go ahead and check in. Lock in. Cool. All right. Jeff and Chris, talk it out. Okay. So. So I. I already told you what I think it is, but I think that it could be the Dakotas uh, because of the Sioux. Um, Having lived in the Midwest, the Sioux are kind of a large part of that middle structure of america yeah uh and i think it would make sense that it's the dakotas because uh i believe the sioux falls is south in there dakota. sioux falls south dakota south dakota that's what I, I my head went to south dakota but i just I, the republican led benjamin harrison uh what was yeah. the year again <laughs> 1889 1889 do i need to fact check something no You're looking hold on weird. hold on <laughs> I know the answer is correct, but I can. <laughs> I'm going to let him deal with what he's dealing with. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is right. God, I, I was I'm really tra- hoping there was something uh, really no, just. I, I'm, my, my head is just sitting here going, was, was Benjamin Harrison really, you know, pre-1900? Yeah, he died in 1901. And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking of William Henry Harrison, uh, and he died like 31 days after taking office. Um, right. North and South Dakota, I think, is a good answer. I I would imagine they would have come in to existence around the same time. And I know in the early 1900s, the states that were coming into existence were out west. It was like the, the New Mexico's and the Arizona's. So it makes yeah. sense that the, the North Midwest would have been prior to that. So I, North Dakota is the only one I can't place. But sure, we'll go North and South Dakota. All right, so Jeff and Chris locked in North and South Dakota. Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? Yeah, so we had a very similar discussion. You know, we knew we knew the Sioux was most of the Midwest. They, they that Sioux Nation took uh, took up a lot of that land, uh, and the fact that you said two states kind of led us to you know the the only pair that we could think of of North and South Dakota. Did not even think of that. Okay, so you locked in with uh, North and South Dakota. You guys are good. The answers are North and South Dakota. Nice job. There was actually a lot of uh, political crap that went on in order for them to become um, 
both entering into the Union because they basically took the Dakota Territory and split it in half. And the people leaving office had wanted, you know, four states to enter all around the same time. And then there were some issues with them having to uh, to basically uh, try to buy out the Sioux Indians in order for them to get the territories. And it was just a hot mess uh, situation. But, so fun fact, the people leaving office were back in office four years later because that was uh, he was between uh, Cleveland's first and second term. Oh, well, there you go. Awesome. Okay. Well, he got to finish it off, I guess. Trivia. Yeah, trivia. <laughs> Fun. Okay, so nice job. So I'm going to give everyone points for that one. And then we're going to go to our last category in North American facts. Along with having a state bird, there are also several states who have an official game bird. The state game bird of Alabama, Massachusetts, Oklahoma, and South Carolina Share its name with what company based out of Kentucky, which is a division of the Comperi Group? Comperi is C-A-M-P-A-R-I. Campari? Comperi Group. Um, Jeff and I are going to lock in. Okay, sorry, Leah. Are you looking for the name of the bird or the company? Or is it the, literally it's the, the same It's thing? the same thing. The bird and okay, the company okay. have the same name, yeah. Okay, so they're locked in. Let's run through. So the first, the first thing that comes to my mind, but I don't know necessarily that it's considered a game bird, but it's a bird that shares the name with a company is dove. I don't think you can hunt doves. I don't. I don't know, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, what would be considered game? So game birds, birds are like quail, pheasant, turkey. Uh, Cornish hens, I guess. I don't know. Um, are those like animals? Are those like farm birds? But mm. definitely like quail, pheasant. I think ducks also are game birds because you hunt them. So, and then a Kentucky company that's part of the Campari Group. I mean, I can't think of any that share the name with a company. But and if you think Dove is a company. Well, I, I mean, Dove is a company. I know that they're a company, but I just can't imagine Dove being, like, a game bird. No. Like, because that's that's what you, like, release at weddings and stuff. Like, they're so pure. That'd be a fun wedding. Weddings in Kentucky, they do release doves. <laughs> and they shoot them. Oh. What was it, How I Met Your Mother, where they fantasized about the Canadian side and the doves? Yes, yes. <laughs> um... I'm trying to think if there's any other birds that I can think of that would match with a company name. Well, there are companies I can think of that have a bird name in them, like duct tape, for example, but it's not just the company. Like, she made it sound, they're literally the same. Like, it's just the name of the bird. What about uh, Wild Turkey? Oh. Because that would fit. Campari is a drink, I think. Is, I mean, I don't know. I don't drink liquor. Um, <laughs> I think Campari is like a li- liqueur. You want to you wanna try wild yeah, turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's right. try wild turkey. We'll check in with wild turkey. Okay, Tim and Karen locked in with wild turkey. Chris is choking. What were you... What did you and Jeff say? I was a little nervous that the the pregnant lady just said she wants to check in with wild turkey. I'm oh. like, please don't. Not, not yet. Not yet. No, it's a gobble gobble. It's got to be wild turkey. 
Okay, so your correct answer is wild turkey. Nice job. Hey. I'll drink to that. We backed into that one. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> it was so we hard really to did. bite my tongue because, like, the Kentucky clue is right there. And I'm like, just shut up, Chris. Don't even look at the camera. And, and and ultimately, that's how I got there, was I was going, wait, Kentucky bourbon, uh, but I don't drink liquor um, at all. <laughs> yeah, it was hard because I wanted to put enough clues in there so you could get it, but leave out oh, a good enough details that... Great know, question. It's a good whatever. question. Yeah, we almost went with freaking soap, so you know. Or chocolate. <laughs> or chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so we are done with uh, North American facts. Woo. Now we're going to move on to music and lyrics. So these are going. This is going to be like your uh, mu- music round, I guess. Jeff, I'm going to go get a drink. Have a enjoy this round. Oh boy, I'm going to need a little help. Okay. Um, so- uh, actually, on a drink update. Sorry, Leah. <laughs> no, you're uh, good. I know we were talking about the Legion earlier. Uh, it is actually turned into quite a pleasurable experience after the ice melted. So I would say after a, a little bit of water and some a time for it to open up, this is pretty damn good. Nice. So fun fact, after a little bit of water, letting it open up that wild, that walking dead bourbon, still not that good. It still burns my lips. <laughs> All right. So, and I will give you guys a score update. So after round one, um, the scores are 44 to 34. So yeah, anyone's game. All right. All right. So your first or subcategory in music and lyrics is soundtracks. So what movie soundtrack from 1992 is currently the greatest selling soundtrack album of all time with 17 million copies sold in the U.S. and over 42 million copies worldwide? It's also the fifth best selling album of all time. We can lock. Okay, so Chris and Jeff are locked in. Tim and Karen, you can talk it out. Okay. Um, Tim is the soundtrack dude. Yeah, but I don't think that this is soundtracks in terms of scores. I think this is like music. Okay. Um, in 92? Yeah. Okay. Um, so my first thought was that it might be um, maybe something like, I don't know what year Dirty Dancing came out. Uh, that might have been 80s. I don't know that it had a particularly great soundtrack except for the one that they danced to at the end right necessarily like um my, my next thought would be maybe something by michael jackson but i don't know that he did a full soundtrack true uh, when did purple my, rain come out my thought actually was disney something disney, disney. related but but number five all-time albums yeah. Not just the mo- not just the best selling soundtrack, but you said number five all time albums. Yep, fifth best selling album of all time. Of all time, huh? What you- what would Purple Rain have been a soundtrack for? Purple Rain. What, what wasn't there a Purple Rain movie? <laughs> am I not? You can't. Am I just mistaken here? I'm fairly. I remember the color purple. <laughs> Or maybe that's what I'm thinking that's, of. That's it. That's the soundtrack for the color purple. Number five uh, all time. Totally. Uh, I mean, I don't know that I know. Um, Imagine if we really said the color purple. <laughs> Chris is losing his mind over there. <laughs> don't you spit all over the place. I'm not cleaning I that think- up. 
so you know when you swallow bourbon, there's like this really warm, like a little burning in your esophagus. I'm really scared what happens if it comes up through your nose. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, um, but as long as you protect that microphone. Yeah. In the computer. Do you have Sorry. Anything. Ninety-two. I mean. Dang it! Dang yeah, the, this question. The, the only thing I can think of is maybe Purple Rain, because okay. I'm pretty sure that Prince did a movie. Yeah, he definitely did. Purple I just Rain. don't know when it was, but we can go with it. Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's check in with Purple Rain. Okay, Tim and Karen say Purple Rain. Chris and Jeff, what did you lock in with? And I. Ah! I... We'll always love the bodyguard. Is that your final answer? And I will always final. love the bodyguard? Uh, no, I'm going to lock in with the bodyguard. Okay. You can just call me Al. What? What's that have to do with the bodyguard? You can be my bodyguard. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the I bodyguard. I know that song, too. Purple Rain was 84, and I think that was... Uh, at one point, eighty four, Prince had the number one movie, the number one album, and the number one song for like two straight weeks. But hmm. crazy. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, correct- I'm, I'm bad with the time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Your correct answer is the bodyguard. I just threw this one in here because I figured all of our trivial listeners, um, that's it's a good good fact to have if you're playing pub trivia. Is that the bodyguard holds like a ton of records because of Whitney Houston's take on I Will Always Love You because it's like that song is like what made the soundtrack basically written by Dolly Parton yeah and indeed and in the movie they dance to the Dolly Parton version when they're in a bar so it's really cute okay it's like the only part of the movie I remember (laughs) Um, yeah well I just scarred you with the rest of it so my bad (laughs) okay so Chris and Jeff pick up uh, 10 points there uh, your second subcategory in music and lyrics is pop music, then and now. Huh? So Anne Marie's song, 2002, which was released, that's the name of the song, which was released in 2018, references six popular songs in her chorus. All of the songs that were referenced uh, were released between 1998 and 2004 to showcase her love of the music that she grew up with. Uh, name any one song that is referenced in her chorus. A bonus five points if you can name two. So basically, I just need two or at least one of the six songs that were referenced in the chorus of the song 2002. And you said these are all between 98 and 2004? Yeah. Which is really funny that the song is called 2002 and some of these songs are referenced for, from 2004, but whatever. Wait, we have to have two? No, you just have to have one, but you get bonus if you guess two. So Jeff, let's take your okay. answer as the primary and mine as the bonus. All right, we're locked in then. Cool. All right, Tim and Karen, you guys get to talk out this very fun question. Okay, so who was popular? <laughs> yeah, 98 to 2004. So, I mean, boy bands like, would be popular. I assume this is an American person, so we're talking probably... Primarily, like, American popularity. Um, So we'd be thinking maybe Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, NSYNC. Mm. Um, In pop music. Yeah. yeah, So probably them. Probably, probably, like, you know, some like Michael Jackson. I feel like a safe bet would probably be Hit Me Baby One More Time. 
Okay. Because I feel like that's one that you could easily work into a song. Okay. Um. And then bye bye bye. Because <laughs> uh. I feel like both of those you could probably work into a pop song really easy. Yeah, I I feel like that type of pop music was. While it was probably pretty prevalent, I think it excludes a lot of other popular music at the time. Like, you know, Michael Jackson had number one hits in like every decade until he died, practically. Right. You know, thinking about like him and Prince and like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, but I feel like that era wasn't like the 98 to 2004 period that all these songs come from weren't exactly their peak. That they would be referenced. Yeah. I... Alright. You want to lock in with those? I'll default with you, yeah. Alright. So we're going to lock in with Bye 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 and Hit Me Baby One More Time. Okay, so Bye 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 and Hit Me Baby One More Time. Okay, Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? Jeff, what did you say? Uh, wow. Okay, so... <laughs> We weren't close at all. We actually went with our main answer, which was Bye Bye Bye. And then our bonus, we wanted to go with baby, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Nice. <laughs> Watch that be right. Okay. So I'm going to read you the chorus of the song. Um, I'm not, I've heard the song before. I'm not sure how the, how the tune goes. So I've never heard of this person before. Me either, but I've I have, never. they play it on Sirius XM, the pop, like the pop channel. And I, that's why I came up with this question because I was like, oh, this is fun. They reference all these other songs. Um, so the chorus goes, oops, I got 99 problems oh. singing. Bye, bye, bye. Hold up. Oh, yeah. If you want to go and take a ride with me. Better hit me, baby, one more time. Holy yeah. shit. So the, so, the yeah. series, so the six songs that were referenced were, I'm going to give it to you. The song is actually called Baby One More Time. Not hit me, baby, one more time, but I'm going to give you guys credit for it. Um, uh, oops, I well, did it again. Well, thank you for that generosity. You are a benevolent overlord. <laughs> um, 99 Problems, Bye Bye Bye, The Next Episode, which I wasn't sure what that one was, and Ride With Me. So if those you are your go six songs. take a ride with me. Yeah. Ride with me, with me. Oh, man, I so, forgot how catchy Nelly was. Nelly yeah. was a, oh my oh god. my god, Nelly was a beast. I thought about that too when I hear it. I'm like, you really don't really give Nelly the credit that no, Nelly, he hasn't done a whole lot well, since then. I mean, but like, didn't he hit someone though? Like, aren't we like not supposed to like Nelly? I don't know because of something. Nelly's I think personal that's life. Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's Chris, Chris Brown, Brown and okay. R. Kelly. We don't like. Oh yeah, no one. No, we can't like R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah I don't. No. Although I did watch Space Jam today, so I feel a little guilty. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so everyone picks up 15 points there. Nice job. Go us. Good, Way to go, good everybody. Guessing. Good guessing. That's so funny that we came up with the same ones. Too. Yeah. You guys are talking it out. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How could they? Yeah. Um, good song. You guys should listen to it. I would not have come up with any of the other four. Though. Nope. I might have come up with Oops, I Did It Again. I might have uh. come up with Nelly if I thought that that was that old, but I thought that that was like... 0809 considering how prevalent it was at like my school dances and stuff very inappropriate by the way but <laughs> it was I, like super school popular. dances in 08 no i feel so old yeah you're old <laughs> it was like my prom to be fair that, i graduated in 09 that's not making oh, wow. me feel any better hey that's like when we that started makes, dating. That makes me feel old 
All right, so um, after that uh, question, everyone picks up 15 points. All right, so the third uh, subcategory in the music and lyrics is Little Drummer Boy. What was the first name of the drummer and co-founder of the Beach Boys and the only true surfer in the band? You want his first name or his last name? Uh, I'm going to go with the first name. Since he co-founded it with his two brothers, I know. So, I'm, I'm, I, I, <laughs> that's I, why I asked. I'll actually either take his first or his middle name, but I will not take his last name. Nope, I will only take his first name. Huh? She wants the first name only. Yeah, first name only. Okay, Jeff, that's the one Beach Boy I can name. So you're kind of on your own if that's not the answer. Well, I think I know one other one. You want to lock that in, Jeff? Yeah, I just wish I could remember the other one so that I could try to work out which one. Oh, his name was Skip. The other one is Skip. Uh, Well, we'll skip him then, and we'll go with uh, that (laughs) guess. All right, we're locked in. All right, so Tim and Karen, you guys get to talk it out again. So I'm guessing that they're not looking for John Stamos. (laughs) Because <laughs> I'm fairly certain that after his full house days, uh, John Stamos joined the Beach Boys for a while. Are you serious? Yeah, because they featured very prevalently. He was part of them for a while. Um, yeah, he toured with them at one point. Even during full house. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they were on the full house all the time is because they were very close. Wow. Yeah, they're good for us. Indeed. Um, huh. But I'm pretty sure John Stamos is not the answer. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Um, the only thing I can come up with is Brian is sticking out for some reason. I'm not a names person. I could, um, I could serenade you with yeah. a couple of songs, but I can't name yeah. any people. Um, I'm trying to think if there was a song where they like named themselves. Named, yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Ugh. Um, in fact, what uh, going back to the Full House thing, wasn't it the Beach Boys who played the Super Bowl episode when they all were on stage? Anybody? I haven't uh, seen Full House since I was like twelve years old. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Beach Boys were playing halftime of the Super Bowl, and they all got to go on stage in that episode. Yeah, that's a dream. Beach uh, Boys, <laughs> right? Um, all I have is Brian, and I couldn't even give you the brothers' last names. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because I have nothing. Nothing. All right, we'll so. check in with Brian. Okay. okay, so Tim and Karen lock in with Brian, Chris, and Jeff. What did you guys say? I said Brian, and Jeff told me I was wrong because that's the only beach boy I could name was Brian Wilson. Yeah, so I have the pleasure of having a father-in-law that uh, very much loves the Beach Boys and also spends a whole lot of time talking about Brian Wilson. Uh, So that was enough for me to actually know enough about Brian Wilson to know that he is not what we're looking for. The problem was the only other brother that I could remember the name of was Dennis. And I'm not sure who the other brother was, and that's why I wish I knew so that I could kind of figure out which one was which. Uh, but the only other name that's sticking out to me was Dennis. So we locked in with Dennis Wilson. Okay. So the three brothers that were um, in the Beach Boys were Brian, Carl, and Dennis. Brian is very much still alive. Um, did I mention that this guy's dead? Did I mention that Dennis died? 
Oh, sorry. A that's couple, the answer. I'm sorry. The correct answer is Dennis Wilson. A couple of the one of them sorry. died drowning. Yeah. So, so the one we're looking for in this answer. Gosh, I really just <sighs> left that up, didn't I? So, um, little drummer boy, the the <laughs> the, uh, the drummer um, and co-founder of the Beach Boys. The answer we're looking for is Dennis Wilson. Um, he actually tragically died by drowning in 1983. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of um, battles with alcoholism and drug abuse, abuse, and yeah. he was homeless for a while and. A, a mm. lot of bad things. And then um, the other brother is Carl Wilson, and he died in 1998. So Brian Wilson is right now the uh, the st- oh. lone standing Beach Boy. Who's who's the lone the, survivor? Someone still tours with them as the Beach Boys. Is it Brian Wilson? Yeah. It's Brian. Yeah, Brian's the one who still tours. He's the one in the Beach Boys that is still but is, they're not. Is, so the, I know there was some sort of a fallout with the Beach Boys between Brian Wilson and the other members of the band. And one of them still tours, but I thought Brian Wilson toured at, as a solo act. Now oh, I could be wrong. I don't oh, know. I think you're right because I'm pretty sure I've seen Brian Wilson as Brian, Brian Wilson? Wilson. Brian Wilson was at Ruth Eckert Hall a couple years ago, but I yeah. thought like the other members of the band, the other two that are still one or two that are still alive, still toured as the Beach Boys, and Brian Wilson was separate. But that could be just okay. Well, this way is off. a really big rabbit hole that I'm going to have to go down to find. Don't worry you about it. Let's keep going. But the correct answer is Dennis Wilson. It is just a very tragic story. Because um, huh. I remember growing up and liking the Beach Boys around, you know, 1988, 1990 was when I first got into them. And I remember my mom always saying, oh, yeah, the drummer, he died. And I would always be like scared <laughs> to go into the water because she was like, yeah, he died drowning. And for some reason, I thought if I went into the ocean, I would drown, too. Wasn't it like, um, <laughs> wasn't it, was it Jeff Bonham, the drummer for Zeppelin that died really young? Is that right? I don't know. Mm. Bonham's That's, right, I think. I don't think Jeff Bonham. Yeah, but Bonham was John Bonham. John, John Bonham. Bonham. That's there it. We go. Yeah, he was a yeah. drummer. Drummer for Led Zeppelin died like really, really young. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm bad with musicians. You're lucky I was able to pull Brian out. I'm in, I'm very impressed. I'm impressed with Brian. Nothing. Okay, so uh, your final question in the music and lyrics category. This is uh, the subcategory of Leah Thesaurus sizes a song. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, I actually have Not fun again. listening to this one. Yeah, and this one I feel like is 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 a, a very a lot simpler than some of my other ones. Um, okay, I'm, I'm grabbing a pen and paper here. Okay, so I, yeah, right. I'm going to give you a thesaurus sized title of the number one year ending song on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 chart from 1985. So for 10 points apiece, give me the correct title of the song, and for five bonus points, the band that created it. Your thesaurus-sized song is Irresponsible Gossip. Oh, hold on. If that's right, then it's this. I think I think so. Huh? No, no, um, uh-uh. no, no, it's, uh, no, it's not him. It's, uh, oh, what's his name? Yeah. You know, they can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Flip those words around. That's the person. Oh. Okay. Okay. We're only locking this in those. If I can sing the answer. I would love for you to. Okay. We're locked in. Okay. Yay. Chris and Jeff has, have walked have walked in? Have locked in. So Tim well, and we Karen. We walked into it. <laughs> yeah. So Tim and Karen, you guys can talk out loud. Man, usually I am really good at this category until I'm on this side of the microphone. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, so all your judging people on podcasts, right. trivia um, podcasts, now you know. So I'm trying to think gossip. I, f- I feel like gossip is probably going to get us there. I mean, we, we, we've been talking like what? dangerous talk. Can you, Leah, can you read the whole thing, the whole question again? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you a thesaurus-sized title of the number one year-ending song on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 chart from 1985. For 10 points apiece, give me the correct title of the song, and for five bonus points, the band that created it. And the words are Irresponsible Gossip. Okay, so number one. It was a number one. At the end of 1985, which was, you know, two years before I was born. Um... Still feel old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, dangerous chatter. What? It, what is it? What's irresponsible it? gossip. Yeah, irresponsible. The only like. All I can come up with is like dangerous. dangerous yeah. Uh, and for some reason, all of a sudden, I'm stuck on chatter. Uh, I don't think that. I don't think that exists. I don't think that's a song. Dangerous Chatter. What did you just... Like, you just said something before they locked in. What was it? Um, I was... I mean, I think I've been kind of stuck on Dangerous because I can't come up with anything for Irresponsible. Um, but I've, I was cycling through, like, Dangerous Talk, Dangerous Rumor... Uh, dangerous chatter, dangerous I think tea. Rumor is a good synonym for gossip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rumors, maybe. Hazardous. Hazard. Um, I mean, I I got nothing. So the fact that it's a band, yeah, is important. Also, not just an, a singer because. My, my mind before she reread it was on someone like Tina Turner mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's an individual. It's not a band. So I don't know if that helps you. It doesn't help me at all. No, not at all. <laughs> it's part of the clue. So um, I don't want to just pass. Like, I feel like we should just come up with something that is a cohesive thing that would exist. Like Dangerous Rumor by Motley Crue. <laughs> no. Motley Crue, of all people. I want to hear Motley Crue's version of Dangerous Rumor now. Like, I really want to hear that. Get them on the phone. Use your... Wait, wait a second. Did Chris just tell us what the answer was? No. No. Absolutely not, because we're completely wrong, but we can go with it. I got nothing. You want to just go with that? All right, we'll we'll check it, or lock in with uh, Dangerous Rumor by Motley Crue. Okay, Chris and Jeff, what did you guys lock in with? So Jeff got there with the uh, the clue with irresponsible. Um, I'm gonna try and sing this, but I have no singing voice. But uh, I'm never gonna dance again. These guilty, guilty feet have got feet no have rhythm. rhythm. Though Damn. it's easy to pretend, I know you're not a fool. So we went with careless whisper, um, uh. and. The question was, is it Wham or is it George Michael? We locked in with George Michael. So your correct answer is Careless Whisper. Nice job. 
Good job. He just texted me. He texted me a picture of his notepad, and it's a. Uh, it just says "Careless?" Question mark. Like, oh, "Careless Whisper." That's a song because Chevelle did a cover of it. All right, and yeah, so I was never gonna get there. I'm so mad. At us. <laughs> I'm so mad. Yeah, and I had no idea what the question. melody of that song was. I just was looking oh, that at song is so good. number one hits, and I was like, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. is a good one. That song is so good. This is one that will go in my thesaurus very easily, so I was like, that's why I picked it. Um, and it does appear that the pop ballad was written by George Michael and Andrew Ridgely of the Brit- uh, British music duo Wham, and it was released on the Wham album. So oh. I'm going to go with Wham and not George Michael, even though George Michael did I'm write. sorry, Jeff. I thought we had a Wham. Points. That's fine. You it sent Wham, a... I said George Michael. That's on me. Don't... It is the same thing, essentially. No, it's not. I mean, no, but... <laughs> I'm never going to answer again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had the same problem. Like, Oh, and I, I did I could, say... I didn't come up with anything for gossip, but irresponsible. I had reckless, wild, and I hit careless, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> I know a careless. I was even going as as modern as like tea like spill the tea for gossip and i couldn't come up with anything uh, i don't know that there have ever been any number one hits with tea in the- <laughs> i don't know that'll be a good one for next time yeah this is the only one number one hit that includes the word tea or whatever <laughs> um and in my question i did say in the band that created it so so you just missed some context clues there all right so after round two um our scores um have have moved drastically um chris and jeff have 89 points and tim and karen have 49 if i did all that math round (laughs) we're coming back it's okay all right you can you can definitely make up some points um in this halftime question so your halftime quest question is an international travel Shit. All right, so there's going to be four possible answers here worth five points apiece. So for five points apiece, I want you to name the four busiest airports in Europe, um, according to um, the numbers of in nineteen or in 2019. Do you want the city or do you want the airport name? I'm getting there. I will accept the airport name or the country that the airport is located in. Oh, that's it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was just going to do airport name or city, but then I was like, do I need to look at the boundaries of the cities to make sure that it's actually in the city and not like an outlining area? So I just decided to scratch all of that. So you can either give me the airport name or the country that the airport is located in. And these are ranked by total passengers in 2019. And I just need four. And I don't know if you guys caught on to this, but they're all in different countries. So I probably wouldn't name like the same country for multiple. Well, answers. we had we had we had the United <laughs> Kingdom four times. Yeah. So I I will, I will give you that hint that these are four separate countries on the list. All right, we'll lock in. All right, Tim and Karen are locked in, so Chris and Jeff get to talk it out loud. Okay, so Jeff and I have three oh, that we feel pretty yeah. good with. Um, so we've got. Um, the United Kingdom, right? We feel pretty good about Germany. Um, I feel really good about Germany. Germany's got to be on there. And then uh, oh, yeah. Paris, I would assume Paris has got to be on there. Uh, and then the fourth one that we're coming up with is like, we, we've we threw out a few. So we've talked about Italy, but I don't feel like Italy is a, a hub per se. I feel like it's more of a destination. Yeah. Right. Um. The two that we're kind of stuck on right now, one is Amsterdam, 
because I do feel like a lot goes through Amsterdam. The other is Istanbul, but like Istanbul in Turkey is one of those like it's like it's an area that like some people consider to be Europe and some don't, and it might depend on what part of the what part of Istanbul the airport's in. Is it on like the Asia side or is it on like the Europe side? I don't even know. Yeah, I just don't know if it's one of those tricky type questions. I don't think she'd ask this question if there was that type of ambiguity. Um, I also want to point out, I think if we we go with Amsterdam, we would have to say Netherlands, right? We're looking for the yeah, country. Yeah, you're right. Netherlands, yeah. So like, it's not going let's, to... Let's take a different approach. I don't think it's going to be anything in Scandinavia, right? It's not going to be Denmark. No. It's not going to be Sweden, Norway. It's not going to be Finland. Iceland isn't part of Europe. No, it's going to be some of those central countries that are hubs to Asia. But they're all in the same area. Like, that's that's my concern. They're all in Western Europe. Well, that's why there was a fight for Western Europe. <laughs> well, that's because Eastern Europe didn't put up much of a fight. Okay, let's make it controversial oh, here. I know. Um, okay, so, like, going Eastern Europe, Prague in Chechnya or the Czech Republic isn't a bad answer. No, I don't think it's a good answer. <laughs> okay, I said it isn't a bad answer. Thank you, Jeff. Um, what about Poland? Uh, like once you go east, like, you, like does anyone go to Poland? I'm thinking of hubs. Damn it! And it might be cheap to fly through Poland. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be a stone. Hold on, is there a chance? Are you pulling Estonia out of your ass? How dare you? I went you. to the Baltics. We're talking okay? about the largest airports, busiest airports. I know, but here's the other here's the other kicker Estonia. is it, like St. Petersburg like is I think technically is a part of Europe. Yeah, but how many people can go to Russia? A lot of Russians. And come back. <laughs> I'm good with You want to go to Netherlands? Is that what you're saying? No, I I I don't know. I mean, I would have to flip a coin. I I think Istanbul is a good tricky one. I feel like Netherlands Netherlands would be the safe one. I'm okay with the safe one. We got the lead, and I think Istanbul is one of those where it's just, like, if that's the answer, it could be controversial because is it Asia or is it Europe? So let's go Let's go Netherlands. Or is it Constantinople? Oh, Jesus. Istanbul, the Constantinople? No, it's Istanbul. Okay, what did you guys lock in with? <laughs> no, you, no. Can you tell me your uh, four again? Uh, yeah, we are locked in with uh, UK, Germany, France, and Netherlands. Okay, Tim and Karen, what did you guys lock in with? All right, so UK is the easy one because Heathrow, I think, is one of the busiest in the world. Uh, Karen was pretty certain on Germany. Um, Then we went with Russia um, because despite the fact that most of that country is in Asia, it's technically considered Europe. And we went with uh, Turkey. Some of it's technically considered Europe. Well, yeah, but the airport. Uh, and then Turkey to service, like, the Middle East and stuff like that. Yeah, I think St. Petersburg is considered Europe. That's what, That was throwing me off. Okay, so the top four um, countries for airports by ranked by total passengers in 2019. Um, and these were the top four that have been there the last couple years. Like, nothing has shifted recently. Um, the number one airport is in the United Kingdom, Heathrow Israel, Airport yeah. in London. Number two is in France, the Charles de Gaulle Airport Paris, in yep. Paris. Yeah. 
Number three is the Netherlands, Amsterdam Airport, Schiphol in Amsterdam. And and then number four is in Germany, the Frankfurt (laughs) and Main Airport in Frankfurt. Wow, it's in Frankfurt. I, I would have guessed Germany number one. Oh, no, I, I was fairly certain that the no. UK was number one, but Germany was probably not too far behind in my mind. Yeah, he th- I thought Germany was a large international hub. So I that's wouldn't have thought I'm Frankfurt. Really I would have thought Berlin. Didn't Berlin only just recently get their airport? I had, uh, I, uh. I read that recently because it was part of the, uh, the merging deal when the oh, wall really? fell. Okay. And it, it kept getting delayed. Like, they didn't get an airport until, like, 2010. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. But, like, still, like, Frankfurt and Munich yeah. and those big places. Are yeah. Different. Yeah, so the Frankfurt airport had 70 million passengers uh, in 2019, and the UK had 80 million. So there were 10 million difference between oh, wow. number one and number four. Oh, yeah. That's what it was, by the way. Uh, the Berlin airport opened on Halloween. Oh. Of what year? This year. Oh wow! Oh no shit! It o- it opened a week and a half ago. That's why I remember hearing about it because it was absolutely crazy. It got delayed. It was supposed to open like ten or fifteen years ago, uh, but it finally got open this year. That's an interesting fact, though, because I I bet based on that that the uh, other airport will immediately fall off this list because it'll start splitting traffic. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So I'm not sure if you guys heard this, Tim, but Leah went through the top 10 and Istanbul and Russia were both on there. Oh, okay. It was, uh, what was number five? Number five and six were both in Spain. One was Madrid, one was Barcelona. Yeah. We, we talked about all of the top five countries and yeah, I, I was talked out of... You know, France and the Netherlands. I think we have a marital tiff on our pl- on our hands. <laughs> <We do. laughs> Next episode. Let me really quick before we hop back in. Let me tell you one that we've been avoiding doing. Tim is, Tim, Tim is the one that actually inspired our show. So Tim's from Ohio, right? I'm sorry. Are you from Ohio? Yes. Okay. Whereabouts? Uh, Cleveland, actually. Oh, okay, I got family up there. Oh, where at? Uh, they are, uh, shoot, I don't even know right now, Geneva on the Lake and okay. a bunch of places around there. Yeah, I'm from the Berea area, Strongsville, Parma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think uh, all of them pretty much were out in the Cuyahoga Valley, so. Gotcha. Anyway. So, Sorry. No, you're <laughs> But we live in North Carolina so we now. we know that North Carolina is the state that claims to be first in flight, right? Because the Wright brothers did their first successful plane yeah, Kitty Hawk. flight. All right. Yeah, Kitty Hawk. Tim says that North Carolina does not have the right to claim being first in flight because the Wright brothers are They're from, from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. yeah, That's not a thing. And they also built the plane in Ohio. Yeah. Honey. I'm actually quite certain we've had that trivia on here before. Yeah, I know it's controversial. <laughs> like, those are the Leah two Leah asked that question on here before. No, I'm just saying like yeah. that, that's definitely something like whenever it's something about the Wright brothers, you're like, oh, crap. Is the answer Ohio or is it North Carolina? Like, what are they asking for? No, but isn't like, I, I yeah. think this is true, but like. First in flight, I know, is on the license plate in North Carolina. It is, but yeah. like more astronauts are from Ohio than any other state. Oh, for well. sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. they like claim. Neil Armstrong from Ohio. Yeah, right? a lot of those early John Glenn. Were. John Glenn. Yeah. Okay, so after the halftime, um, I think I've tallied the sto- the scores correctly. Um, we have Chris and Jeff with one hundred and nine, and Tim and Karen with fifty nine. 
Does that all sound accurate? Sounds right. All right, it's time if, to. If uh, we're losing, it's probably right. Yeah, okay. yeah, it, it, it's time for a, a late comeback. Cinderella story right now. Right, and then <laughs> well, and just remember, there's always that wager round at the end. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm looking at a couple of Atlanta Falcons here. <laughs> no, Trump also oh. blew a lead in Georgia. So don't forget that. <laughs> ev- oh. ev- everybody blows a lead in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, round three, uh, your category is in science and technology, um, and then you'll have your subcategories here. Um, okay, actually, it's just science, not technology. I must have gotten rid of the technology oh. one. Okay, just science, sorry. Now I'm sad. We're, yeah. we're going to punt. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so your subcategory number one is same word, different meaning. Often found in a lab, what is the name of this cylindrical container with a flat bottom, often with a small spout for pouring? It shares its name with the squeaky, accident-prone assistant to Dr. Honeydew. We can lock in. Okay, so Tim and Karen are locked in. Chris and Jeff, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's Bunsen, right? Bunsen, yeah. You had an an R in there, but it's Bunsen. Yeah, Bunsen, yeah. Or Bunsen, yeah, Bunsen burner. Okay, so Chris and Jeff say Bunsen, and uh, Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? So, so Bunsen is Doctor Honeydew. Yeah, uh, Beaker. Beaker. Beaker is a squeaky a assistant. You ever been so sure of an answer and then suddenly it blows up in your face, kind of like what happens to Beaker on the freaking Muppets? <laughs> you ever followed along with someone who is so sure of themselves, you thought, sure, they couldn't be wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong totally. so often. That That's literally what it's like to be my wife, because I'm never <laughs> wrong, but I'm usually wrong. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Well, I love that both of you guys thought you were going to get there by the Muppets and maybe not by the scientifical. Um, scientifical? Chemistry was a long time ago. Yeah. Words are hard, babe. Words are hard. Words are hard. Well, your correct answer is Beaker. Nice job. Uh, what the hell is wrong with me? I know Beaker. Oh, my God. Um, that took me, down a, that took me down a really dark rabbit hole of the Muppets, too, when I was looking this up. So it's just not not a fun day for me. Um, oh. Okay, so. Is there a dark side of the Muppets? <laughs> Is there a seedy oh, underbelly of Muppet lore there that was, I'm not aware kind of? of? Okay. Yeah, it's called Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we went there. We don't talk game. Fraggle Rock on this podcast. Some of us are still triggered by Fraggle Rock. Uh, yeah, you certainly do. Yeah, that was a... Fraggle Rock was a question when we were on last time. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, it was. And I still don't remember the answer. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Um, Okay, so question number two is, Michael Moore would know this. Oh, God. The Flint, Michigan water crisis has been an ongoing health issue for residents since 2014, when it was exposed that what element was found contaminating the water? Yeah, we can check in. Lock in. Lock in. <laughs> okay, you are um, checked in and locked in. Okay, so Jeff and I have a difference of opinion here. Um, oh, yeah, we do. Jeff, how do you feel about your answer? How confident are you? I would say like 92.7. Okay, that's more confident than I am. So what What do you think it is? Yeah, let's talk out loud. I, I, was, I was pretty confident that it was lead because I thought it was something very serious. And it was something that was already uh, in the pipes that began to deteriorate. Okay. 
I thought it was sulfur because I could swear I remember the water being discolored, like almost like an orangey brown hue or tint. Um, but I don't have any level of confidence in that. Like I think I'm going off of news footage I've seen like three years ago because for some reason Flint still can't get drinking water out of their faucets. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay going with lead. I just my head went to sulfur. But I have zero reason to really think that short of a clip that's running in my head of like orangey brown water coming out of their faucets. And that could be so from something if else. it makes you feel any better of the confidence of my answer, I'm quite certain that this has to do with the fact that they're trying to replace all the pipes within Flint and that the issue was the pipes themselves. OK, and that they were made of lead. Do it. Uh, I don't believe that they could have made a, been made of sulfur. That would have been quite odd. That would have been a really weird choice to make pipes out of. So, yeah, let's go with. Very uh, much so. Yeah, we'll go with lead. That's fine by me. All right. All right. Chris and Jeff say lead. Um, Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? We also said lead. And we're pretty sure that the reason for the color of the water is the deterioration of the pipes and like the 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 oxygen. Oxen, what's it called? Oxidization. Thank you. Chemistry was a long time ago, like I said, <laughs> of the pipes that were made from lead. And basically they rusted and. That's why, yeah, so we went with lead also. Okay, so you're both in with lead. Luckily, your correct answer is lead, and you guys basically both um, described it you know, better than I could. It's basically the pipes. There was something about the pipes were not you know, um, sealed correctly or attached correctly or doing something, and so that's why there was something about the pipes that caused lead basically lead poisoning in the water and they still can't yeah, get it together it, and it, it is because different colors the governor signed a uh, deal to save money and yeah. it caused a whole bunch of problems yeah so nice job Hashtag everyone picks up 10 points flint clean water now yeah please well everyone picks up 10 points for there um so nice job uh so your next question in the science category <laughs> the subcategory is there she blows <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. Um, following a volcanic eruption, a brown or bluish halo can often be seen around the sun. This ring shares its name with what chess piece? And I think there's only like six chess pieces, so I mean, I'm, I'm throwing yeah. you guys a freaking bone here. <laughs> okay, calm down, Dr. Evil. <laughs> uh. Well, Jeff, I gave you six answers. Pick one. I'm trying to, like, use any sort of logic to pick one. I don't know. Instead of just, like, this one. All right, we'll lock in. Oh, God. Okay, Tim and Karen are locked in, so Chris and Jeff, you can talk out loud. We can. Do you have anything good to say? No. No. (laughs) Nothing intelligent, for sure. Yeah, there's no logic... Logic... Logic thing. There's no logicing to this. Um... Okay, so so hold on. I'm just going to go and say this. Rook ring. That sounds weird. Bishop ring. Not so bad. Knight ring. That's confusing. Pawn ring. Maybe. King ring. Nope, hate that. Queen ring. Nope, hate that too. Um, okay, so... <laughs> so pawn ring sounds like something you say after the girl says no. Oh, um, or or or, or you know. boy, or boy. You know, we're equal opportunity disappointment here. Um, <laughs> I, 
I think Rook sounds. Karen is absolutely <laughs> losing it over that joke. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about right. Jeff, for that reason, uh, I think we might want to go pawn. <laughs> if for no other reason than if she's losing it and that caused her to lose points or them not to gain ground, <laughs> then she might just quit. Good enough for me. She's got her head in a pillow. <laughs> Um, I, I don't. I, my head went to Rook Ring, but like it, it, it sounds weird. It does. It's a, Rook Ring doesn't sound right. Pawn Ring. It's uncomfortable to say it out does, loud. It is. Rook Ring. <laughs> Queen Ring doesn't. I sound... feel like the alien from Men in Black, the first one where his <laughs> mouth is just like completely cockeyed. Oh yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we could go Pawn or Pawn or Rook. I are think the only two best for me. Yeah, let's go pawn. You want to go pawn ring? Why not? All right, pawn ring. All right, Chris, Jeff, walk in with pawn ring. And then Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? Um, So we kind of just guessed at this and went with, uh, it's probably named after the person who coined the term, whose last name was probably Bishop. Wow. So we went with the Bishop ring. Yeah, you guys oh, are geez. you guys are actually spot on. It was named after the person who oh. first observed it. It was a guy in Hawaii, and his last name was Bishop. So it actually has an apostrophe S at the end, so it's Bishop's ring. So that might have helped you guys oh. a little bit if you were like, Rook's, Rook's ring, ring Pawn's ring. ring. But I didn't want to say anything because your jokes were funnier without the apostrophe S. So uh, Tim <laughs> and Karen dying. are going to pick up 10 points there. Nice job. I get some comedy points, though, so I'm okay with that. I, she said we were funny, so that was. I, mean, <laughs> I can retire now. That's the nicest thing she's ever said about me. <laughs> okay, going into our final uh, subcategory question in the science round. Your subcategory is not so deep space. All right, so here's your question. What was the name of the first group of seven American astronauts whose goal was to put a man into Earth's orbit and return him safely? We're locked in. Yeah, we are. All right, so... My dad would be ashamed. He's a planetarium yeah. director. So, I mean, aren't we talking about the group that basically Hidden Figures was talking about? What? Was Hidden Figures about... I mean, I know it was about the was... mathematicians, but the mission, was that man on the moon or man in space? That was the moon. Okay. From that movie. Okay. Um, I, but, well, I think I don't know. We saw it like in theaters, so right. Uh, fantastic movie, but irrelevant um, to this question. Um, I mean, the first the first man was John Glenn to go in space, and he orbited the Earth and came back. Yes. Um. I but but space is your side of the family. That, Your dad literally not, knows like it's not all genetic. the <laughs> all the people. He's driven the Mars rover and stuff like that. Um, can we phone a friend? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Wait, really? No. <laughs> Does this look like a millionaire to you? You can uh, phone a friend, but they're only going to give you wrong answers. I'll actually get him on the phone right now. <laughs> you're gonna call it's, her dad it's whoever chris decides to call exactly um, <laughs> yeah. dial random numbers into my phone um do you have anything the something seven dad please don't 
love you. Don't listen to this. Yeah, your dad is way too involved in the space wor- uh, world to not know to this. not have rubbed off on you here a little bit. Did we just start just... a marital tiffs podcast? I'm probably. Like, he wants um, me to just pull something out of my dark side of my moon over here, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a whole other show. I'm not there. Like, I don't know how to help you. The dark side of my moon. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> the Incredibles. Sure, we'll lock it. We'll check in. We'll lock in with the Incredibles. All right, so Tim and Karen have locked in with The Incredibles. Chris and Jeff, what did you guys lock in with? So I want to make a point clear here. Um, I if, I if I only knew this because I knew my wife, I would have said this question isn't fair and made her throw it out. I knew this independent of you because I, at some point in time, was very obsessed with space travel. So I know that Alan Shepard was the first person into space. John Glenn was the first person to circumnavigate the Earth, to orbit the Earth. And then Armstrong was obviously the first to walk on the moon. The group of men is called the Mercury 7. Okay, and your correct answer is the Mercury 7. Nice job. And just a little a little trick to, to learn the first three space missions is that Mercury was the first group to go into space. Uh, Mercury is the first planet, so you can always remember uh, one and one. Uh, the second, this is just what I've, this is what I use. Uh, the second group of men to go into space um, is called the Gemini, or they call it Gemini, but I call it Gemini. Um, the, the Gemini missions, and those were two manned missions. So Gemini, if you look at the astrological sign, is it's twins, so it's two. So it's the second mission. Uh, there were two manned missions, so there were two men going up in space at the same time. So two, two, two. You can remember that. And then the third one is the Apollo missions. And that one's to go to the moon. Is it Apollo 1 that was the the fire? and the, the Yeah. So the second fire? the second man to go into space was Gus Grissom. And he was actually on supposed Apollo to be on one. Apollo 1. And he, um, during their practice run, I guess, uh, the fire broke out. They couldn't get out of their capsule. And him yeah, and that's sad. two other guys died. And it was really sad. If you listen to the recording of it, you can still hear the audio of it all happening. It's just it's oh, no. real bad. No. All right, so after round three, a little score update. We have Chris and Jeff with 129 points because you guys picked up uh, 20 points in that last round. And then Tim and Karen picked up 30 points, and so they're up to 89 points. So nice job. 129 to 89. Coming for you. Yeah. Going into our last round, um, and the category is literature. Oh, shit. So... Mm. I read book once. (laughs) It'll be fine, guys. It'll be fine. I threw. I, I have books in my house. I feel like some of these are some layups, maybe. You know. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> so your first question in the literature category is in subtitles. Um, subtitles for plays were fashionable in the Elizabethan era, but Shakespeare only used it once, giving which of his works the subtitle quote, or what you will, end quote. Jeff, you want to go with that? Yeah, no, that one sounds, like you said, the most. Yeah, we'll go ahead and lock in with our wrong answer. Okay, Tim and Karen, you guys can talk. Okay, so, so neither of us are Shakespeare we, fans. <laughs> we were saying it doesn't make sense for it to be, like, the name of a person, like a lot of his plays are, you know, Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, that Macbeth, kind of thing. So those are all out. Based on the context of the subtitle, it doesn't make sense for it to be a person. Right. So we were trying to go through... 
like the names of his plays that we know that are not people like the tempest although i i don't know what that's referring to it might be a character i'm not sure i'm s- T- fun fact at one point tim thought that i had an english degree from <laughs> the university of florida and this i was don't know how he very arrived. early in our relationship if i truly did then i would be i'm sure much more help in this question but yeah. Honestly, when we first met, the things that stuck out were, I'm an independent writer, and I'm from Gainesville. And in my mind, that translated to English degree from Florida. The puzzle pieces uh. were there. <laughs> so obviously there's like Midsummer also. Uh, Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Which also refers to a character. Right. But it's not the name of a person. But I feel like so. at least, uh, or what you will, could follow that sentence. Like, taming the, the taming shrew. of the shrew, or what you will. The Tempest uh, is another, I mean, we already said that. Julius Caesar's not going to be it. No. no, it's Anthony Julius Caesar or what you will. That's what it is. It's Julius Caesar or what you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Antony and Cleopatra, that's another name. Um, I mean, we can go with. Taming of the Shrew? Taming of the Shrew. Alright, so we'll we'll lock in with the Taming of the Shrew. Which, if for our viewers out, or listeners out there, if you're looking for a modern retelling, 10 Things They Hate About You is basically Taming of the Shrew. So, that's a good one. Yeah, it's definitely better to watch that movie than to try to read it, I'm sure. For sure, yeah. It's a classic movie. Come on now. Um, okay, and then Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? Do you remember? It was so I long do. Ago. Um, I'm so I, I sent Jeff. You're you guys are right. I don't. It's not going to be a tragedy. It's not going to be Macbeth or Hamlet. It's not going to be anything uber serious. It's not, none of the the Henry versions or anything like that. Tristan, Easel, Romeo and Juliet don't make sense. Um, the the two that came to mind were Midsummer Night's Dream or Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, Taming of the Shrew did not come into mind till after I locked in, and I think I sent Jeff a message that said like. Oh, Taming of the Shrew, that makes more sense. But we locked in with Much Ado About Nothing. It just seemed that 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 subtext would have made more sense at the end of that play than anything else. So we said Much Ado About Nothing. Well, I like all of you guys' guesses, but unfortunately none of them are correct. Uh, the correct Darn. The correct answer is Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. Oh. Or What You Will. All right, so question number two in round four. Um, the subcategory is murder. <laughs> All right. Which Agatha Christie murder mystery novel takes place in a cruise ship and is being made into a movie directed by Harry Potter alum Kenneth Branagh? It was supposed to be released this year, but I believe it is delayed. It just got delayed, and we can lock yep. in. It did. Yep. I was just telling Marissa about this. I was very sad because I was really looking forward to this movie. Me too. I was just reading about it and telling Marissa how we needed to watch the first one. Oh, the first one's phenomenal. I know a lot of people don't like the Kenneth Brown interpretation. I thought it was a lot of fun. But go ahead. You guys can talk it out. I'm sorry. I'm a little little drunk right now. I'm a little drunk right now. Yeah, but that's why we need to stop. (laughs) Okay, so Kenneth Brown did one already. Okay. And a sequel is coming out. Thanks for that clue. <laughs> or, or another one is coming out. Oh. I feel like I've heard about it. But 
Boats, Kenneth Branagh, and Agatha Christie are not anything that I would ever pretend to know anything about. I don't know Kenneth Branagh films. So I, I got know. nothing. You want to just pass? Sure. I hate to do it. This, but... is, this is not going well. Literature is not my forte at all. Um, I have a lot of books, and none of them would be considered literature. <laughs> yeah, we'll just pass, I think. Yeah. And not embarrass ourselves for it. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So, Chris and Jeff, what is the hopefully correct answer? Uh, I believe the correct answer is Death on the Nile. And the current, correct answer is Death on the Nile. Nice job. I did find it a little weird you went with a, a Kenneth Branagh question after asking questions about Shakespeare, because he's done a couple of Shakespeare uh, films. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet he does. Oh, that's um him and Emma Thompson when they were married. In they, Hamlet, but is that what they did with I th- Hamlet? I, I think that Hamlet. I think he did Henry, like Henry the Fifth. Yeah, like, I knew that they had done a lot too. of Shakespeare early on. He's a, when he loves. He's a huge Shakespeare fan. So I think him and Emma Thompson did, though did Hamlet. Okay, cool. Well, um, okay. So let's just go, let's just keep going. Um, so your third question in the literature category is men in their boats. In the Hemingway novel, The Old Man in the Sea, the main character, Santiago, is trying to catch what marine animal off the coast of Cuba? I'm still mad about Beaker, by the way. <laughs> Bunsen! I don't know how to ask this question without it giving away a possible answer, or what our answer is. Um, I don't know that you can. Would you accept like the the colloquial or the the more common name of this particular animal, or do you want like the scientific name? This is a very common name. <laughs> like it's how it's referenced <laughs> no. in the book. It's not like it's like. So, but like, if we gave you a name that references that animal that's not used in the book, would you accept it? No, I think she helped us there. Okay, Je- Jeff Lockett. I, I think we go with yours then. Yeah, we'll lock in then. That's if fine. I need clarification, yeah, I'll in. ask for it later. Yeah, I think I think we're good. We lock in with yours. We'll do that. Okay, Tim and Karen are allowed to talk out loud now. What do you got? What do you like? For some reason, I like giant squid. I don't know why I like it, but I do like it. You want to go with it? Sure. All right, we'll, we'll lock in with a uh, giant, giant squid. squid. Okay, so you guys say giant squid. Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? Well, uh, we were having a discussion of terminology, and what we inevitably locked in was with the marlin. The marlin, all right. So this book tells a story of Santiago, who he goes out fishing um, a lot, and his goal in life before he dies, because he's an old dude, um, is to catch a marlin. So the correct answer is a marlin. Oh, thank God. I almost convinced him to say sailfish. I think they're interchangeable, but I'm not sure. All right, so Chris and Jeff pick up 10 more points there. Um, So this is your last question in, um, in the literature category before the final. Uh, And it is in autobiographies. Long Walk to Freedom is the 1995 autobiography of what political leader and Nobel Peace Prize winner? Locked in. Yeah, we can lock that. So, for 
until they said locked in, I had her name. I had her name. She's big with like slave freeing slaves. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Thank you. That is my Wait, best wait, before instinct. before we before we lock that in, can you read the question one more time? Long Walk to Freedom is the 1995 autobiography of what political leader and Nobel Peace Prize winner? Never mind. Yeah, so not Harriet Tubman. I'm sorry, I thought um, you said a different year. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely heard a different year. Nobel Peace Prize winner, 95. I mean, my first thought, let's see, Long Walk to Freedom. Could it possibly be... Oh, I hate myself for not knowing his name. It's the uh, the senator or congressman who died not too long ago, protested on the bridges. Um, to nope. freedom? Yeah. To me, that would... To me... Well, we're talking 95, so we're talking... We're, we're ruling out slavery. Uh, yes, okay. Although, <laughs> Mandela. Yeah, that's a... That's what I was going to say. Like, it's not necessarily an American. Yeah. You want to do Nelson Mandela? Can you read the question one more time? I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Long Walk to Freedom is the 1995 autobiography of what political leader and Nobel Peace Prize winner? Yeah. You want to go with Mandela? Yeah. I was listening again because obviously I missed the year the first time. Because <laughs> she definitely didn't live in the 90s. Yeah. But... Yeah, I was, like, listening for any other clues about, like, nationality or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, Nelson Mandela definitely makes sense to me. All right, so we'll lock in with Nelson Mandela. Okay, Tim and Karen are locked in. Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? Yeah, we definitely went with uh, Nelson Mandela. I went to look to see if it was on my shelf still, but I think it's out in the other room now. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, Long Walk to Freedom is an autobiography written by the South African President Nelson Mandela. Nice job. And it is, in fact, long. Yeah, it profiles his early life, coming of age, education, and 27 years in prison. So I can see where it would be a longer... Well, the good news is that it is not uh, a shutout or a lockout or whatever. Um, so I have Great news. I have Tim and Karen with 99 points and Chris and Jeff with 159. How this is going to work is that you can use any and all of your points um, and split them up however you want to between your final three categories. Um, if you get the question right, you gain those points. If you lose, or if you get the question wrong, you lose those points. Um, would you guys like to hear your three final question categories? Yes. Or would you like to sure. just you know just <laughs> yeah just, just, just wing it yeah just wing it and just throw the points out there. You we'll just, just guess. <laughs> Okay, so category one is in food, category two is in signs, and category three is in celebrations. Can I get a uh, a proper spelling of signs? S-I-G-N-S. Okay. If it was S-I-N-E-S, I'd quit. Yeah, for real. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Signs, from it's a math term. So oh, then no. Term. Sine, cosine, okay. tangent, no. Yeah, okay. no. We're locked in. Okay, are you guys locked in? Yeah, we're locked in. Okay. Yeah. So your first question is in the category of food. What fuzzy green fruit is also known as a Chinese gooseberry? All right, we can lock in. Okay, Tim and Karen are locked in. I think, yeah. yeah I mean, I a kiwi well. is a fuzzy green food, fruit, so 
That's my best guess. I I agree with you there. Okay, and then Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? We said kiwi. So uh, your next question is in signs. Um, The peace sign, the symbol, not the hand gesture, was first used in 1958 in Britain. It was originally a symbol for those who were protesting what? We can lock in. Tim and Karen, what are your thoughts? 1958 in Britain. Um, I feel like there were a lot of I'm going to sound so stupid, but just to help you get there. Okay. Because you're my politics guy. I feel like it it was a political thing. Right. Because there were a lot of, like, ownerships that Britain had, like, of different countries. Right. Around in, like, the 1900s. And I feel like it was regarding one of the, like, ownerships of another country or territory or something like that. Hmm. But I don't know what it would have been in the 50s. But it could also have been... Because when was... um, So this would have been, like... When was Margaret Thatcher? (laughs) (laughs) When was she a thing? I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, Time frame-wise, just in American context, we're talking between Korea and Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Um... Because I think Korea ended in 53 and Vietnam didn't kick off until the 60s. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if Britain might have been. I mean, I don't know why either way, that's the U.S. Care. But I'm trying to think if maybe there's something in the symbology of the logo of the symbol. Symbology of the symbol. Yeah, I said <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is, but I couldn't tell you. So we're talking circle, line straight through, two lines coming down. Makes a little triangle. Like that's why I feel like it's something like a, a political stronghold over mm. an area because I feel like the shapes are meant to represent like the country. So uh, that they are in charge of that doesn't want them to be in charge of them anymore. <laughs> uh, can we can we get another phone a friend? Uh. Sure, why not? <laughs> you can any, have the same one from last time. Any oh. seven numbers that Chris decides to put in his phone <laughs> can be our phone number. <laughs> well, it's got to be ten at least. That's true. Uh, no, we're only calling local people. You get Florida help. <laughs> Florida help. <laughs> Florida man helps a <laughs> podcasting team win. Uh, Just pick something. For all all I can think of people. is. Maybe that's when all the stuff with India was going on. But what about India? Well, didn't they own India? They definitely owned India, but like... I am not a history guy. Um, Like they definitely, definitely, definitely were in charge of India at one point. British occupation of India? Sure. Sure, we'll check in with... We'll lock in with uh, British occupation of India. Okay. And Chris and Jeff, what did you guys lock in with? So I, I think they're right. I think it's got to do with the symbology of the actual peace symbol, which is, you know, the, you know what it is. Um, I know. I tried to explain it in my question and then I was like, I'm not even going to try and do that. No, so uh, I think it's like N and D. I think it, it, it boils down to being N and D, but I think it's against nuclear pro, uh, proliferation. Okay. And now we're going into your final category, which is in celebrations. 
On February 3rd, what country celebrates the festival of Setsubun to drive away evil spirits before the start of their new year? Yes, I will spell Setsubun. <laughs> it's S-E-T-S-U-B-U-N. All right, I think we're locked in. No, I know we're locked in. Okay. I was wondering why you're rejecting that statement. Okay, go Tim and Karen. So the only place that I can think of that has a new year that's different than January 1st is China. Yes, but I'm pretty sure that's not in February. It, it's it's all based on the Lunar New Year, and it floats. It can be as late as February, I believe, but, but it's not set. But this is a consistent set. date, so right. it's definitely not China then, because it's been in January before, you know, so it's not uh, China, because this is a set date every year. Right. It sounds like something like Mayan or Incan, right? Like, based on mm. some of the food that I've had that is, like, Mayan. So... Most of those languages, like going language-wise, most of those languages are Spanish-based, which would mean that they end in A or O. Okay. This ends in an N. Not all the time. Um, I'm I'm leaning more towards Asia somewhere, Um, especially with like evil spirits and stuff like that. But I really, truly don't know... What do you want to go with? Are you sure that you can't think of any other countries that have a different New Year than we do? Mm. Like anything like you never heard of anything when you were in Korea or anything that like no countries around there would have celebrated? Not that I can think of. Um, well, go with whatever you want. I'm happy with it. I'm debating between something more obvious like Japan and something maybe a little bit less obvious like Taiwan or Malaysia or something. Just pick something. Let's just go with uh, Taiwan. We'll, We'll lock in with Taiwan. Okay. And Chris and Jeff, what did you lock in with? Uh, this one I will uh, take credit for and or die on this hill. Um, I am pretty certain, 83.7% certain, that this is Japan. All right, so what we're going to do now is we are going to run through the questions and the answers again. And you're going to tell me this time um, what you wagered for each question. So question number one, again, in food. What fuzzy green fruit is also known as a Chinese gooseberry? Uh, Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? And how many points did you wager? We went with the kiwi. And uh, we've uh, put the most on this because it's food. And we went with 25. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to get out a calculator on it. Okay. How did you not see that coming? Okay. (laughs) Okay, and then Tim and Karen, um, what did you guys say, and how much did you wager? We also said the kiwi and wagered 50. Okay, well, good news. Your correct answer is it's actually called kiwi fruit, but is often abbreviated as kiwi. Although you, we really shouldn't, after, upon further research, we should not be calling it the kiwi. We need to call it kiwi fruit, because kiwi is the name of New Zealanders. 
So it's a people. Do, so do when people we, think we're going to confuse the fruit with a people like saying, we're going to walk up to a kiwi the, the <laughs> like news, take a bite out of them? The news. <laughs> The New Zealand people do not like that we call the fruit the kiwi and not the kiwi fruit. So, but we do. We can do that. People still you look do that. Fuzzy and green. Let me take a bite out of your neck. Depending on where you are in the world, they still call it the Chinese gooseberry too. So, nice job, everyone. Everyone gains points. If I did the math right, uh, Chris and Jeff are now up to one eighty four, and Tim and Karen are up to one forty nine. Okay, so question number two was in signs. The peace sign. Symbol, not the hand gesture, was first used in 1958 in Britain. It was originally a symbol for those protesting what? Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say? Uh, we went with nuclear proliferation. And what did you wager? We wagered five points. Okay, and Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? We went with the occupation of India. And how many points did you wager? Twenty-nine 29. Sorry. <laughs> New girl reference for those who haven't seen it. Oh, I got it. I haven't seen Thank it. Thank God someone got me. Okay. And your correct answer is protesting nuclear weapons. So nicely done, Chris and Jeff. And it is because um, exactly what you said, that the it's the nuclear disarmament. Nuclear disarmament. That's what it is. I knew it was, I knew, I knew it was N&D. I just yeah, couldn't the figure N&D out what the N&D stood for. In, in the, yeah, he said proliferation. I'm like, no, definitely the opposite of that. Yeah. Well, it was well a, they were protesting. It was a protest. Right. She asked yeah. what we were protesting. Yeah, right? you, yeah. You guys were. You guys gave me enough. They weren't knowledge. protesting nuclear disarmament. They were for that. Right, but but the <laughs> yeah. nuclear disarmament was the end in the D. If you more used, nukes, yeah. more nukes. If you were doing this, I'm symbols. still trying to figure out how the end in the D. If you nuclear use, disarmament like, for but for this the the symbols like if you're doing flags like flag symbols, it's the N in flag. Language and D in flag language. Oh, semaphore messaging. Okay, so after after that question, it looks like Chris and Jeff are up to one eighty nine, and Tim and Karen are at one twenty. All right, so going into the final question on February third, what country celebrates the festival of Setsubun to drive away evil spirits before the start of their new year? Chris and Jeff, what did you guys say, and how much did you wager? Uh, we said Japan, and I believe we wagered 10. Let me check. I don't remember. Yep, 10. All right, you wagered 10. And then Tim and Karen, what did you guys say, and what did you wager? We said Taiwan, and we wagered 20. Okay, so your correct answer is Japan. Nicely yeah. done. So I think our final scores are 199 to 100. Nicely done, Chris and Jeff. It wouldn't have mattered, but I, I labored over Japan or Taiwan. <laughs> I was really hoping one. you were going to go with Japan. <laughs> yeah, so I have family that lives in Japan, and I basi- basically the only thing I went off of is how it sounded being said and how it was spelt. Yeah. I didn't have a whole lot more than that, but... Everyone, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Uh, it was a really fun episode, and I cannot thank uh, Tim McCarran. I cannot thank you enough for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you guys on here, um, and I honestly mean this when I say it. Uh, go listen to Hometown Crowd and go listen to Marital Tips. It is they are both fantastic shows. You cannot miss them. They are really good. I am an avid sports fan and an avid fan of a happy marriage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 
Go um, team marriage. Go team marriage, yes. Um, and honestly, honest to God, you, you couldn't pick two nicer people to listen to on a podcast. Thank you guys for coming on. Where can our Thank listeners you. find you? We're going to do best of three sometime. Yeah. Well, I'm now one yeah. and one against you, so yes, we'll have to do a best of three. <laughs> Uh, but you can you can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Uh, Hometown Crowd is at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Marital Tiffs is at Marital Tiffs uh, on all three as well. Um, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Just look for Marital Tiffs. That's T-I-F-F-S. And uh, Hometown Crowd is Hometown, one word, and crowd. They're good shows. I promise our list. If you like this show and you, you get a kick out of having them on, you're going to love their their content. Go go listen. Go subscribe. And as always, both with the Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, Marital Tiffs, and Hometown Crowd, five-star rating, leave a review. Let us know what you think. But for the Pub Trivia Experience, let's throw it out to our guests. Did you guys, did you guys have fun tonight? We had a blast. It was really fun. Uh, we were really a little fun. off our game tonight, but it was a lot of fun anyway. I, I just think we're dumb. Like, I don't think we can play that <laughs> anything. Oh, it's okay. I've lost a lot of games, and I have just as much fun losing as I do winning. So Yeah, this is an awesome show. Leah, those were great questions. Okay. Fantastic questions. Great game, babe. Great game. Uh, Jeff, I think you're of the, the core seven of us or so. Jeff, I think, is second in winning percentage. Is that right? I think so. He's pretty good. He's pretty Jeff, pretty you are trailing only Steven in winning percentage. And it's And I don't I don't think it's even close. No, like Steven's got like an eighty something percent win because that <laughs> yeah. that kid is smart. But everyone, that's been yeah. another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Leah. I'm Jeff. And our special guests. I'm Tim. And I'm Karen. Have a great week, everybody.